Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or if you use Apple to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. We're seeing it in the news right now. Every day you turn on the news, you open a web browser, Tesla hit an all-time high, Bitcoin hit an all-time high, Ethereum hit an all-time high, the S&P 500 hit an all-time high. Everything is hitting highs, and it feels good every day. It's like a new win, a new, a new peak. And so it's not coincidental that lots of people are starting to invest. I'm seeing it over and over and over again in the people around me. And I just got a text recently from one of my young clients, a good friend of mine, and this is what he said. I'm starting to get really interested in stocks. I put some money in Tesla and it shot up the past two days. I am addicted, Travis. I'm looking at all these other individual stocks. I know we need to stick to mutual funds, but I'm getting sucked in and I need a slap in the face. I love that. I need a slap in the face. I'm FOMOing hard. Now, first, I just love the humility of my young friend of recognizing that FOMO is really kicking in for him and, and also recognizing maybe this isn't the best way to go, even though he, he's, he's being pulled to it. And I get that. I've been there. I've lived that. And so, so I really, I just love his heart in this and his willingness to reach out. And we had a great back and forth about this. And I've talked about this before in the podcast, but I really believe this is the exact reason right here why so many people and a high proportion of them being 20-something and 30, early 30-something men are going to get crushed. Everything feels great right now. Everything feels awesome but they don't know what it looks like when the world melts. And yes, I do believe the world is going to melt again. Why? Because it always does. It's just what happens. It's inevitable that the world is going to melt again. Now, we've had a a historic run over the past decade now of up. That's all we've known for a decade. It's up, 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 up. It's not always that way. And so it is going to hurt. When it hits, it hurts. I was, I was, a, I was in college when that happened in 2001. And so I, I kind of experienced it a little bit. I was investing a little bit. And when the stock market went down by 46%, it, it didn't really impact me because I was a young college student. I didn't have a lot of money. And then in 2008, I lived through that. That was my life, watching the world melt in watching my employment go go up in smoke, watching you know the stock market, you lost over half of its value. Stock market lost 55% of its value in that time. I've lived through that. I've seen it. So I've I saw it once and then I experienced it once. And there's an entire generation that have never lived through what we lived through. Now they 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 were alive, but they didn't live it. They didn't feel what it was like to have the world melt and have their their finances melt. And so 
some people say, well, Travis, why do you think that's going to happen? Everything's great. Look at it. Everything is awesome. Why are you being a Debbie Downer and saying the world is going to melt? Well, A, because it always melts. That's just what happens. And B, we have problems. We have rampant inflation. We have a broken labor market. The stock market has some pretty scary valuations. We have record high household debt again. And we have rapidly rising house prices. All of these combined are setting the seeds for what in some way is going to be a trigger to cause the world to melt again. Now, is it going to be 46% stock market decrease like 2001? I don't know. Is it going to be 55% stock market decrease like in 2008? I don't know. I do know it's going to be bad at some point. That's just what happens. I know it's coming. So that brings me to the other group of people that I continually hear from, and I'm hearing from them more and more and more. And they say, Travis, I feel like something bad's going to happen. They, they kind of see it. And they'll ask, what should we do with our investments? Now, if your investing life is playing with individual stocks and crypto, I don't know what to tell you. I do know many of you will have your financial lives ruined. You just are going to. When you play with fire, eventually you get burned hard. And it feels really good. It feels good to invest in an individual stock and watch it go up and up and up. But what does it feel like when you invest in an individual stock and it goes down by 75%? It goes down by 80%. Emotionally, it's destructive. And not only that, when we, when we start to feel those emotions, we start making some very bad choices. I just talked to a very astute investor the other day who last year in 2020, when the stock market started to drop, started making some emotional decisions. And this person lost out on a lot. This person lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on the heels of making an emotional choice. This is the problem. There's no denying that some of you have done really, really well over the last few years. And to that, I say, props. Good deal. But there's also no denying how bad it, it can and will get for you. Why? Because it's hard to predict. I can't predict what's going to happen with XYZ stock. Because every stock is so unique. It reacts differently. The market impacts that company in a unique way. So it's hard to predict what each company will experience. And we may think we know, but we don't. If you knew, you'd be a multi-billionaire right now. We don't know. And crypto's even harder. Crypto has seen a run unlike anything in our lifetimes. But we have no basis to understand what can happen to crypto when the world melts. Some predict crypto will continue to go up forever. I don't know if I buy that in any shape or form. Some say crypto will all go to zero. I don't know. But we, the, that's the problem. We don't know. Now, some people can say, well, Travis, you don't know what's going to happen in the stock market either. Well, not from month to month. I don't know how it's going to play out. But I can tell you 
with a decent level of certainty how it will play out in the long run. So if you are investing in index funds, cheap, broad index funds, here's what I say. I say, don't do anything. If, you, if you're scared and you're, you're a little bit nervous on what can happen, is the stock market going to crash? Well, it will. Don't do anything. Don't try to outsmart it. Don't try to, to game the system. Just stay the course. And here's why. I want to explain to you why I believe that. So, so then you're saying, Travis, you think the stock market's going to crash, and you think I should just let myself crash with it. Yes. That's exactly what I think you should do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Because that's, the, not, the, that's not the end of the story. So here's the, here's the analysis. Okay, the stock market has been recorded for 152 years in the US in US history. So since the late 1870s, we've had the stock market. In our 152-year history, the worst you could have done in 30 years. And let's keep in mind, 152 years the stock market has averaged 9% a year compounded. The worst you could have ever done in the stock market, and the stock market being the S&P 500 in the whole stock market the largest companies in America, the worst you could have done in a 30-year period, which, which was 1903 to 1932. 1903 to 1932. So leading all the way up into the Great Depression. The worst you could have done is average 5.1% per year over 30 years. That's the worst. So you would have had four and a half times as much money in the worst 30-year period in the stock market. That's crazy. So let me frame this up again. Not only could you not have lost money in the absolute worst 30-year period in the history of the stock market, you would have four and a half times as much money as you started with. That doesn't feel risky to me. And we have enough data that it's starting to feel not predictable, but we have something to look at and say, okay, here is what happens when the world melts. When the world melts, this is what can happen. Remember, I just said the average is 9% a year. So on average, over a 30-year period, you would have 13 times as much as you started with. That's average. Maybe it's worth noting the best 30 years we've ever had, 1975 to 2004, the stock market was up 13.4% a year. You would, have, you would have had 44 times as much on the backside of that as you started with. So to me, when I look at that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick this thing out. Because all I can think about is, okay, patience, 9% a year over a long period of time. And so I'm okay with that. I'm willing to do that. And what's interesting is that everybody who thinks they're going to game the system, they're going to, to get out and then they're going to get back in and they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they're going to buy this company and they're going to buy that crypto, they're probably going to lose. Right now, they all look like geniuses. But in the big picture, and the big picture is what matters. The short picture does not matter. In the big picture, that matters to me. And there's a sentiment out there They'll say, I'm just going to try my luck and hope it works out. 
because they look at it and say, I could get really, really lucky. It could go really, really well for me. If I put all my money in this thing, it could go really, really well for me. And it could, but it could also crush you and your future. And do you really want that? Do you really want to have your future crushed as a result of your decision? And I have a similar philosophy as I do with this money stuff as I do being a youth group leader. And I always say, we're going to make mistakes. We will always make mistakes. It's inevitable, and that's okay. But let's not make life-altering mistakes in life or in our money. And so, yeah, we could roll the dice and put our life savings in this one company or this one crypto. We could do that. But if we do, what's the worst that could happen? It could be bad. And I'm not trying to play Debbie Downer again. I'm just trying to be realistic and I'm trying to help people navigate this stuff and survive to fight another day. And so some of you are feeling a ton of FOMO. I do too. I watch it. I watch crypto. I watch these individual stocks and I start to feel a little FOMO. I feel it. I love investing. But I also know, I also know 95% of mutual funds who are run by some of the smartest people in the world cannot beat the stock market. And if 95% of people who get paid millions and millions of dollars to do this can't beat the stock market, who am I to believe that I can? And so I have more important things to do with life than to dwell on my investments over and over and over, day in and day out, month in and month out. I just want to do the right thing for the right reasons and then go live my life of meaning. That's what I want to do. And I, and I hope you do too. And so as we think about this investing stuff, we can continue to play this game. We can play this game where we don't want to feel FOMO, so we go in and we buy all this stuff. And we might win for a bit. But what's going to happen when the world melts? That's the test. That is the test when the world melts. And so, what do you do if you think the world is going to melt as I do? First, I don't do anything with my investments. And, and when people ask me, I would advise them, as long as they're in cheap, broad mutual funds, or cheap, broad index funds, I should say, index funds, I would recommend they don't do anything either. But there are a few things we can do. Number one, we can budget. We can be intentional with what we are blessed with. At the base level, that's what we should be doing. Whether the world is good or the world's terrible, at the very least, be intentional with what we're blessed with each month. And number two is have some money set aside for emergencies. Maybe it's three months worth of expenses. Maybe it's four. Maybe it's five. Whatever that is, set it aside. Keep access to it. Don't obsess about having to have it earn a lot of interest. That's not the point. The point is, if you need it today, can you get it today? And for most of us, that's a savings account that's tied to our checking account. If we have that emergency fund and we're being intentional each month in our budgeting and we're being patient in our investing and we're not freaking out, that's about the best we can do. And some people say, Travis, but what about this? And what about that? And there's really scary things happening in this world. 
And, and I feel that. I see it. And I try to take the mindset of all I can do is control the things that I can control. There are things I can control. I can control how I treat my investments. I can control budgeting. I can control having some money set aside for emergencies. I can't control the decisions of our government. I can't control this pandemic. I can't control anything. And so I always just say, let's focus on what we can control and just let, let the rest go. And, and it's hard. And so that's the mindset I try to take. And, I, and I've been getting these questions over and over and over again. So I hope this helped add some value as you're starting to think about your life and your investments and, and what do we do when the world melts because it's going to melt. And I think maybe my last thought is let's not let this money stuff eat us up. Don't let it, don't let it seep in and make us scared and nervous and anxious. We, we don't deserve that. We deserve better than that. And ultimately, it's not about the money. Sure, we want to get this money stuff right. We want to make good decisions. But ultimately, it's about living life with purpose and meaning and waking up each and every day serving those who we have the privilege to serve. That's what it's about. And so I hope this helps. If you have questions, we would love to hear from you on those. If anything I said confused you or you disagree or you want some clarification, hop into my Instagram. We have Meaning Over Money Instagram. We have my Instagram, Travis Shelton. Hit me, hit me up with a DM. Ask me the question. I'll either answer you, you privately or I can talk about it publicly. Either way, I want to help you. You can find our YouTube channel. And then you can also find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if you might want to buy a course, please don't pay full price. As a podcast listener, as our way of saying thank you, we want to give you 25% off. You can use the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And if you're not interested in that, that's okay. We're just glad you're here, and we hope this podcast continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 